0: Yesterday, me and Pastor Felix, were, were, were we were doing something. and, and But I, I want to tell you something that we saw. It was really awesome together. We were, we, were, we were standing somewhere. And it must have maybe been about 20 feet in the air, right? About 20 feet in the air. It wasn't very high. Maybe 20, 20 feet in the air. We looked up, and there was a beautiful eagle. I mean, it was, I had never seen it like, that close. I mean, you see when you drive, and but there was a beautiful eagle that literally was like maybe twenty feet up in the air. I mean, it was it wasn't tall at all, and it was soaring, but it was like going slow motion, and it soared over us, and it was like just like I don't know if it thought we were prey or what, but I look. I told Pastor Felix, I said, "Oh my God, do you see that eagle?" And he's like. Oh wow! You know, but it was beautiful. And then the Lord was reminding me this morning about um, something I had seen this past uh, Friday or Saturday. And and I shared a little bit about this on the video. But I, I was driving, we were driving in defiance. You know, we were driving in defiance and if you go down the main road in Defiance and you take this left, like going towards, uh, I don't even know where it's at, but there's a there's an office complex that looks like it's fairly new. And there's a brand new building and has a brand new sign. Well, it, I've never seen it, so it's new to me, obviously. But it said this on the sign. It said, real big letters, it said, Miracle Ear. That's what it said, Miracle Ear. I began to ask the Lord about the miracle ear. And the Lord began to speak to me as I'm praying, and I'm sitting there in the car, and I'm just, you know, because Alice likes to go to Aldi's. And she loves Aldi's. And, true story, this is a true story, okay? She will look for any reason to go to Aldi's. And then she makes it think like it's about me. She's like, baby, do you need some water? Are you sure you need some water? Okay, I'll go to Aldi's. No, she. So, but we're, so I'm sitting there and, and I'm waiting for her, in the store. And and usually when she does her 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 shopping in the Aldi's, I'll I'll, that's when I spend time with the Lord. I'll do like a Facebook live video or I'll do a, a video. And as I'm praying, um, excuse me. As I'm praying, I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, what was it about the miracle? Because, you know, sometimes the Lord will give us signs. And for me, that was like a literal sign. And the Lord began to speak to me. He said this. He says, right now, there is an increase for the supernatural and the prophetic. He says, I am opening ears of my bride this season to hear like they've never heard before. Now, listen, we always we can always hear. As children of God, we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. But what happens is sometimes we don't position ourselves to be able to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let me give you an example. If me and somebody else are next to each other and we're both believers, but one person's not pressing in, the chances are he's not going to hear what the Lord is saying because he's not in that place where he's positioned to be able to receive. So when we begin to position ourselves, what happens is we have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And the Lord says, I am opening up the ears of my bride this season. And there's a king voice that, that you're going to be able to hear the Lord speak clearly. This means dreams and visions are coming. Things that you haven't thought about, creative ideas, things that are going to have your like your book, things that you're... There's an increase on the things of God. There's an increase on the creativity, you know, in worship, in your music, in your song, in your poetry. Whatever it is that you have a passion for, there, there's a blessing in that right now. To hear what the Lord is saying. And this whole thing with the eagle, it's like, Lord, and for me it was just about, about vision, vision, Restored and renewed. And it was almost like vision is so close. Because it was right there. I've never seen anything like that. But it was right there. So, vision. Vision requires wisdom. So, this morning, that kind of goes along with my message a little bit. That for us to step into the vision of God, before we can step into the things of God, we have to be able to be led by the wisdom of God. So I'm gonna ask a question what is wisdom? And a good old Google will tell me this. Wisdom is first, it's understanding of what is true, what is right what is lasting and it also is insight. Wisdom can also be common sense. I mean, common sense will tell you, you don't jump off a bridge, but you're probably going to die. It's good judgment. Wisdom is good judgment. You see, this morning, God is desiring to change the way that we see, the way that we speak, and the way that we hear. There's a wisdom from God that'll change perceptions, perspectives, and life patterns. 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, it reads this. The message of the cross is fullest to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it as the very power of God. As the scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does that leave the philosophers and the scholars and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world to look foolish since God in His wisdom saw it to the world would never know Him through human wisdom. He has used our foolish preachings to save those who believe, I want to read that first part again one more time. It says that the message of the cross is foolish for those who are headed for destruction. Oh, I can get whole—that's a whole other message, okay? But since God in His wisdom saw it too that the world would never know Him through human wisdom. That means that we're not going to be able to understand the things of God. We're not going to be able to understand the things of the Spirit through our humanistic views, our own way of thinking, our own understanding. That's why it says that lean not on our own understanding because the things that, <clears throat> that God does won't make sense. It won't make sense. Listen. It doesn't make sense when you have a facility and God's doing I mean, it doesn't make sense. But God will use the foolish things. <laughs> Come on, that's, I'm just saying. People will say, well, how are you? I don't know how God does it. But God does it. True wisdom gives us better results. Come on, that'll preach. True wisdom will give us better results than saying this, well, I've been guilty of this. I'm just gonna follow my heart. What's your heart telling you? Well, brother, what is your heart telling you? Sister, what is your heart telling you? Well, my heart's telling me I should do this but what is the Spirit of the Lord telling you? Because see, look, Proverbs 28, 26 says this, he that is trusting in his own heart uh, is stupid. Ouch. But he that is walking in wisdom is one that will escape. A wise person will be honest with himself. He knows his limits. He can admit his faults and try and and drive very hard to be someone that he is not. The person he ought to be. He will not be taken by the trap of self-worship that Satan sets. You see, our hearts will fail us. Our hearts will fail us. And I know that may that sounds bad, but because sometimes our natural hearts, what happens is we're led by an emotion. I'm led by an emotion because I love somebody, or I have a, a certain love for something or somebody, and I don't want to see them go through a certain season. I may make a decision based on my on my feelings and realize that I'm really actually hurting the person.
1: <clears throat>
0: our hearts will fail us. It will leave us on a path that is guided by emotions and opinions. Heart decisions at times will be made on behalf of our own self-ambitions rather than the Father's will for His children. You see, Solomon said this, And Solomon was sought to be one of the wisest persons of ancient times. He said this, Wisdom is the prime thing. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you win prize wisdom, She will make you great. Embrace her. She will honor you. She will love and place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and do as I say and you will have long and good life and I will teach you Wisdom's ways. Wisdom is direction. It's what it is. It'll teach you the ways in which you should go. Wisdom will teach you how to clear the pathways of life. Uh, Come on, Lord, clear our pathways. Give us wisdom this morning. Clear the pathways of our life. It'll show us how to overcome while Holy Spirit is leading you. Wisdom and Holy Spirit come hand in hand together. Uh, Proverbs 4, verse 7. Says this. I'm going to read 7 to 13. It says, that's actually, that's where I'm at. And lead you, I'm under, I believe this is verse 7. I could be wrong. And lead you in the straight paths. And says, and when you walk, you will not be held back. When you run, you will not stumble. And then it says this, take hold of my instructions and don't let them go. And guard them. Because they are the key to life. Wisdom is a key to life. Now, where does wisdom come from? If we know it's a key, it's a key to life, it's a key of life. Where does wisdom come from? The scripture says this, and Psalms, and I love this because this has been my number, but 111, ha, bam, bam. Psalms 111.10 says this, the fear of Jehovah is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the most holy one is what understanding is. Now listen, I know when I say fear, immediately two things kind of come up. And again, it always goes back to this one thing. How do you see God? What is the nature of God? If you have this picture that God is an angry God, then everything you do is going to be faced out of a fear of God. As in, you're about to, you know, there's people that when they they fall, they start beating themselves. They have like this, they had this thing that they start beating, they give themselves lashes. Because of condemnation that they felt because of the mistakes that they did, they would beat themselves. Why? Because there's a fear that they have of God. But that's not the kind of fear that I'm talking about. I'm not talking because, see, listen, God is a good God. God is a God of love. He is a God who loves you, and he wants the very best for you. That doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want. That's not what I'm saying. If you're watching right now, that's not what I'm saying. But his love leads to repentance. So his love will lead you to the place where you have to make a decision and say, God, I want to go deeper. So listen. I'm talking about a fear of the Lord. It's the awe struck wonder of God almighty. You know, when the king walks in the room, even in the natural, when the king walks in the room, people they drop on their floor. The soldiers would pull out their swords. People would drop to the knee and bow their heads. Why? Not because they're afraid of them, because it's the awestruck wonder, it's the it's the, the reverence, it's the respect, it's the honor. And you know what? Sometimes a king can walk right in this room, and some of us will be on our phones. And the king is like, I'm here. So listen, if we're going to try to get wisdom, you have to start with the fear of the Lord. So what does Paul say about the fear of the Lord and lost people? So in Romans 3.18, it says this. Romans 3.18 says this. There is no fear of God before their eyes. The fear of the Lord... Is the beginning of wisdom, and lost people have no fear of the Lord. So a lost person cannot be wise. So it says in Romans three, verses uh, ten through eighteen. No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. You know, I'm going to pull up that whole scripture because I don't want to. I don't want to bring confusion with that. I'm gonna finish. Let me just pull this up my my Bible, my other Bible here. Romans three. Sorry. Thank you, Father. So it says this. I'm going to start, uh... Let me start. No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away and all have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like a stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They'll rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follows them, and they don't know where to find peace. They don't have the fear of God. So, what, if you read this, what this is saying is saying those characteristics, this type of behavior. This type of demeanor, the unwise people that don't flow in the wisdom of the Lord, it says it's because they don't have a fear of the Lord, they don't have a reverence of the Lord, and this is they have become useless, and they do no one any good. Their talk is foul, their tongues are filled with lies. It says, destruction and misery always follow them because they don't know where to find peace. So I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to keep going there. Hold on one second. So in verse 19, it says this, Obviously the law applies to them whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep the people from having excuses and to show the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. But then in verse 21, But now, but now God has shown us a way. That we may be right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law. As we promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus. And that this is true for everyone who believes. Everyone who believes, no matter who we are, for everyone has sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Yet, God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. And He did this through Jesus Christ when He freed us from the penalties of our sin. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God. Ah, I love that. Made right with God. That means to be made in right standings. To be made right standings. Oh, Jesus. You see, Second, First uh, Corinthians two fourteen says this. But the mat- the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, because they are foolish to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna have us a, a read out of Proverbs nine. I'm going somewhere. I know God. I'm trying to. Proverbs 9, I'm going to read out of verse 9. And it says this. I'm reading 9 to verse 12. It says, Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, knowledge of the Holy One. Results in good judgment. Wow. Knowledge. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Listen, if you find yourself battling and struggling with things that continually try to bog us down. If we begin to acknowledge the Spirit of the Lord in everything that we do. Throughout our day, it says it will result in good judgment. Because wisdom will multiply your days. Come on, listen to that. Wisdom multiplies your days. Right? It says it adds years to your life. I want more wisdom. Lord, give me More years to my life. Give me more days. (laughs) It says, if you become wise, you'll be one to benefit. But if you scorn wisdom, you'll be one who will suffer. It's kind of like the father telling the son, son, That stove is hot. The wisdom. The son has two choices. He can take the wisdom and never touch that hot stove. Or he can scorn wisdom, touch the stove, and be severely burnt. That's what it's talking about. If you scorn wisdom, you will be one that will suffer. Now, this is not God's doing. This is not an angry God. That's our lack of wisdom and doing. it. <laughs> Come on. So, James 1.5, coming to a close. <laughs> James 1.5 says this. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you. Uh, this, you know, sometimes we make things so difficult. None of us in here want to be in a place where we're not walking in wisdom. And if you find yourself right now in a place where you're lacking the wisdom, James one five tells you how to get it. It says, all you need to do is ask. Ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. James 3, verse 17 says this. But the wisdom from above is the first of all, is pure. It's also peace, loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It's full of mercy and full of good deeds. It shows no favoritism, and it's always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace, and they will reap the harvest of righteousness. Wisdom is pure. Ephesians 5.15, verse 20. I'm going to read this. Yuck and Turner. It says this. This is important. It could be key for us. It says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity Evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk in wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> singing in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs amongst yourself, making music to the Lord. In your heart to give thanks for everything to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen. He's given us instructions. It says don't live like fools. He's saying don't live without wisdom. Don't live like a fool. Now look, okay. This is what a fool thinks. <laughs> a fool thinks like the, out of Proverbs, uh, Proverbs twelve verses fifteen through sixteen. It says this: fools think their own way is right. I've been there, man. Gosh, guilty. God, I don't want to be a fool. I want to be a fool for you. But it says, a fool thinks their own way is right. You know what that is also? That's also pride. What's worse than being a fool? It's being a prideful fool. Oh, my God. He says, but the wise will listen to others. Because a fool is quick-tempered. But a wise person stays calm when they're insulted. so Matthew 5 Matthew five twenty two says this he says but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court and whosoever says to his brother you good for nothing shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whosoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Wow. So there's something about wisdom and lack thereof calls you a fool, but a fool will give you access to hell. So that means lack of wisdom gives you a gateway to hell. Oh, ouch. You see, you can teach a fool all you like from sunrise to sunset, but a fool will not learn by the word. As it says in Proverbs 26.3, the way to control a fool's behavior It's by the rod. The only way, I'm sorry, the only school that you can teach a fool, anything is by the school of hard knocks. That's what I'm saying, man. I had to learn the hard way. Some things we just have to go through. It's not intended for us to go through, but sometimes we go through things because we want to act a fool. We want to act with a lack of wisdom, and we want to do things our own way. We want to be prideful. We want to be offended when they come and they bring correction. Then we would have to learn by the school of hard knocks. Benjamin Franklin said this, Nature keeps a dear school. That means it's a costly one. But fools will not learn anything, no discipline, or natural consequence. The only thing that they can give wisdom to is a fool. In plain English, the only way that a fool can learn is the hard way. hmm Proverbs 22, 15 says, The foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will remove it far from him. Luke 21, 15 through 18. This will be my last one For I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Even those that are closest, your parents, your brothers, your relatives, and your friends, they will betray you. They will even kill some of you. And everyone will hate you because you are my followers. But not a hair on your head will perish. Listen, this morning, I'm going to pray for every one of us. I'm going to pray for us this morning that the wisdom of heaven will come and saturate every one of us. Because I don't believe there's any fools in here. You see, it's in Romans 3 when we're talking about He's breaking down the characteristics of the fool. But then he goes on to say, but I now have made you right. I now have made you right. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we have been made the righteous heirs of the kingdom of God. And wisdom dwells inside of each and every one of us. Every one
1: of us. Mm -hmm. The Lord yesterday was talking to me. And when we talk about our emotions, your emotions will drive you sometimes. Whether it's anger or hurt or brokenness or um, joy drives you too. Joy drives in a good way sometimes. And it can drive you in a radical way sometimes to things that are not good for you. So your emotions are always a mess all the time. And depending on how your day has gone, your emotions are like, it depends on how you wake up, how your prayer life has been during the day, if you've been spending time with Jesus, if you've been in the presence of God, all those things take factor of your emotions. God placed these emotions inside of us to help us to feel him, to feel his presence, to be connected with his spirit. And sometimes the enemy plays with our emotions to get us to make bad choices or bad decisions that take us off the path that he has for us. And yesterday I had like a very emotional day. I'm just being transparent here because I missed my mom so much yesterday. And I missed my dad. And so I went to go call my dad. And he didn't answer. And I know he's okay and everything. But I missed him. And my emotions at times will have me in my mind, pack my things and go home. But the Spirit of God shows up every time. And the Spirit of God says, have I told you that? Have I told you to go pack up your things and go home? And I said, no. He says, then why do you think that would be the solution to your problem? And so sometimes we have to separate ourselves from our emotions to get the wisdom of God, because God has big things for this place. God has great things for this region and for Ohio. And that's but I have to I had to see past my emotions, past my situation at that moment, not to go home. And it, that for me, that's what it was. For you, it could be some other kind of emotion. So it could be like sadness. It could be, it could be something else that you're struggling with. And I'm telling you, if you go past your emotions, wisdom shows up at your front door. But you have to be willing to open the door to wisdom and say, come right in. I receive what you have, Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is the biggest wisdom carrier ever. As much as we want to do what we want to do based on our emotions, wisdom shows up and says, no, I have a better plan. Let me just share it with you. And then you're like refocused, re back on the path, re back to that place where you're supposed to be. Because look... Abraham was told to leave his father's house. Abraham was told by God, said, you got to get up. You got to get out of this land. You got to leave your father's house. Can you imagine how Abraham was? He was comfortable. He was there with his family. He was there with everything around him. And then God says, you got to go. And he's like, what? What do you mean I got to go? I got to go somewhere where I've never been? I've got to go do things I've never done before. See this is wisdom of God showing up in his life and you know why he told him you have to get up and go to another land, leave your family, leave everything you know to go to this new land. you know why he said that? because he wanted to show him new things. He wanted to show him he wanted to show him the kingdom perspective of things of wisdom in the new places, in the new land. And he couldn't do it right there where he was at. He had to go and explore and see new things and and enter into new lands to take greater territory and and have a greater inheritance of what God wanted him to have. And wisdom had to come speak to him. And it was God who came and told him to get up and leave. And the Lord was reminding me of that yesterday because that's wisdom right there. It's not going to look like how you want it to be. It's not going to feel in your emotions how you want it to feel all the time. But if you pay attention to wisdom inside your belly through Holy Spirit, it will never, ever fail you. And so in those times of high emotions, you've got to shut it down and say, God, I've got to focus on Holy Spirit. What is Holy Spirit saying in this situation? I don't want to get off your path. I don't want to move out of my emotions to be like, oh my God, you know, I'm sad. Boom, I'm shut down. And I'm exactly where the enemy wants me to be, shut down, without a voice, without doing anything. Because I haven't haven't had the ear, like Pete was saying, that miracle ear, to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You've got to have the miracle ear to hear what God is speaking to you, what he wants you to do at all times. And how does that happen? By you being very close to him. Where you're laying on his chest, where you're hearing every sound of his heartbeat, every move that he makes, that you make it, every, every everything that comes out of your mouth is going to be something that he's speaking to you through. And unless you do that, and if you're not in the presence, not seeking his face, not there next to him, you're not going to have the ear to hear. You're not going to have that miracle ear to say, man, what is your heart in this situation, Holy Spirit? What is your heart in this situation, Spirit? How do you feel about this person? Even people around you that maybe may rub you the wrong way, how, what is Holy Spirit saying? How does Holy Spirit see them? That's, Holy Spirit is the wisest, wisest person ever. That's why it says He's supposed, it's, what, Holy Spirit is supposed to be our best friend. But is Holy Spirit our best friend all the time? Because that's where the wisdom's gonna come from no matter what.
0: Let's go ahead and stand. Father Father today as we we stand God and we come into agreement this morning God. We come into agreement with heaven this morning. That wisdom from heaven would be released right now. God that you would give us wisdom from heaven right now God. That we wouldn't walk like the fool's walk. We declare, God, that today is a brand new day, God, that you have made us right. That the righteousness of heaven is in it's just flowing through us, God. Lord, wisdom, wisdom lead us. Wisdom guide us. Wisdom will begin to shut the doors that need to be shut. Right now. Wisdom flow. Wisdom flow. Saturate us. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Lord, begin to remind us and show us areas in our life, God, where we have not been moving in wisdom. Lord, even bring correction in our own selves, God. Burn those things away, God. Even now, Lord, if there's areas in our life that we need to repent, God, Lord, we repent right now for those areas in our life. Wisdom, lead us. Holy Spirit, lead us. Jesus, take us by your hand. In this new season.